watching prohibition fall down. What's up, DGC? It's Scotty Real hanging out with Grow Guru today. What's up, man? What's going on, crew? You know, what's going on is the dude is taking the day off. It's family day, okay? So I figured what we'd do is maybe get together and try to geek out on a little bit of this soil. Uh, what would you call it? I don't even know. It's how soils work. Yeah, how soil works. You know, soil theory, I'll say. So I was reading something on, it was actually Dr. Albrecht, I believe Dr. William Albrecht, guy that was around God, probably 100 years ago, and he really developed a lot of the soil theory. Uh, I thought I'd try to understand uh, some, some of what, he's, what, he, what he was trying to explain with regards to cation exchange capacity, and basically the nutrient holding capacity <laughs> of the soil. We're always talking about soils and adding this and adding that. Uh, not really positive, even though know, the theory behind it, even some of the basic chemistry, I hope. So, Guru, did you take chemistry in school? I might have taken a little bit of chemistry. Deal, man. All right, do not make this complicated, but let's try to simplify what the hell cation exchange capacity is. And I'll tell you straight off the bat, man, C-A-T-I-O-N looks like cation to me, man. But that's cation is how that's pronounced, right? And just right? Re really simply, a cation... Mm -hmm. Uh, when you have salt, it breaks into a positively charged and a negatively charged. Right. Uh, the positively charged part of that is called a cation. Right. Examples of cation would be like calcium and magnesium are both cations. Got positive, it. And, and positively most, charged. Most of the nutrition that we feed our plants right. is positively charged ions. Okay. So the cat the, the the ability of that soil to exchange positively charged ions. Okay. And how many can uh, be adsorbed, which is another thing. Uh, Let's do that right yeah, now, man. Let's, Let's get into that. Uh, like you could. There's, there's absorb, absorb, which yeah. a sponge absorbs the water, right? With a B. Yeah, absorb. Absorb. And, and then, then adsorb. Is is what like just, would that be uh, like I mean, maybe paint, it, putting it, a layer more, of paint? It's more like if you rub a balloon onto like a something oh, furry and yeah. then it sticks to you. That like uh, slight electrical charge uh, is what allows that to stick to you, and that's what uh, sticks to the outside of you. It's not like it actually the balloon yeah, that's goes true. into it's you not, or anything. Okay, um, on soil. Cations adsorb to organic soil molecules, okay. and that's kind of where the the like trading zone for a root in the soil is. is okay, and, and so if a soil has a higher ability to exchange cations right. than another soil, it's able to deliver more nutrition to that plant than another soil. See, that's what so I mean. It's really important. This is important stuff that I really kind of fully don't understand, man. All right, I don't understand it at all. Damn it. So. <laughs> I'm going to use Guru and get into it, man. So, and Dr. Albrecht, I mean, this guy's an unsung hero of agriculture, man. So he's a soil hero, bro. <laughs> Adsorb's different because it means to, here's a definition of it from Dr. Albrecht, to gather on the surface in a condensed layer. So uh, yeah, your static cling is, is a perfect analogy of that, man. I guess that what I really want to make uh, make clear is that it's laying on the surface. So it's, it's not absorbing in. When something's absorbing in, it don't leave a lot. Of surface area. No, no. So, and surface area is kind of what we're concerned about when we're talking about a uh, cation exchange capacity. So now that we understand adsorb and absorb, we're adsorbing things, we're coating the surface with it. Now we can kind of get into cation exchange capacity, right? Cation exchange capacity was the exchange capacity of your soil. Uh, this is the definition. Uh, the exchange capacity of your soil is a measurement of the ability to hold and release various nutrients and compounds, man. That's just what Guru said. Seems simple enough. It's basically the how big of a bucket you got, man. You got a big bucket that can hold a bunch of nutrition, and you got this little tiny bucket that's only going to be hold a little bit, man. 
So what do we got? We got positive and negative. Help me out here, Google. We got positive and negative. Ca- uh, cat- no, cat- a cat- cation is, is positive. positive right? Anion is negative. Okay, that's kind of easy enough, man. Most of the stuff we're talking about, like you said, is positive. It's positively charged, right? Yeah. Well, the the important ones for plant nutrition okay. are the positively charged ones, and for the most part. Uh, like organic matter in soil right. is going to be negatively charged. And then clay, which is another source of cation exchange, higher cation exchange capacity, can either be negative or positive, kind of depending on the type of clay that, gotcha. that it is. And these things can be either uh, high pH or low pH, all kind of all over the scale. They can be acidic or al- alkaline. And yeah, a, a lot of it comes like the perfect soil pH, yeah. like 6.4. Right. It, it has a lot to do with the amount of free hydrogen ions that are there. That's what and I they're really about. important for the trade of nutrition from the either the the soil to the microbes or the soil to the plant. Right. Right. And by the way, I'm I'm learning right now. I'm learning in public, but ion is just a charged particle is all it means, man. So kind uh, kind of makes it simple. And, and what is it? Now? Positive is a cation, mm-hmm. and negative is an anion. Is that Correct. how it works? You got it right. Damn, man. Look at me, man. Learning chemistry at forty something. All right. So the positive nutrients that you're talking about, at least the ones that I'm thinking of, are like calcium, magnesium, potassium, and it says here sodium, which I, I didn't realize sodium was uh, was a plant nutrient, but I guess it's in the soil it's now. Super, super small concentrations. Sodium as a plant nutrient. Okay, and so now these are alkaline, right? So the the bases are gonna they're gonna be uh, a high pH, correct? Yes. Okay, so they're. What they do, they get adsorbed, they get wrapped around some kind of a particle, either a clay particle. Well, where, or they're, where they're positively charged, they have like a weak electrical attraction. Something to, like the static ne- electricity to, or something. To negatively charged stuff. Okay. Like organic soil molecules or clay particles in your soil. Got it. Okay. So that, that, and that's why we want the soil organic matter or like a clay particle has what? It has a bunch of negative spaces that it can pull. Well, that- clay, clay can have negative or positive, so it'll pull in cations and a- and anions. Right. The that's same with hard. soil. That's same kind with of hard to, Well, no. So, <laughs> soil organic matter does not do both. It is generally just negatively charged and just attracts cations. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm learning, man. I'm learning. This, by the way, this is stuff that, uh, the, what do we, let's give a shout out to Dr. William Albrecht because about a hundred years ago, man, he did tons. He was trying to come up with the, the perfect soil ratio. And that's where a lot of this stuff comes from, man. Where the calcium, magnesium, potassium, and sodium mentioned above. Uh, he was trying, came to the conclusion that the strongest and healthiest and, and most nutritious crops are grown uh, in a soil where the uh, cation exchange capacity is saturated to about, and this is pretty interesting, man, 65 5% calcium, 15% magnesium, and this pretty fucking specific here, 4% potassium, and then 1% to 5% sodium. And that only adds up to like 85 90%, right? Uh, and well, th- that's because the rest of that space is left up for the like minor elements that right. the plant, the, the plants use. Yeah, and they actually get kind of sucked up, right? They kind of, uh, you know, they, they kind of fill that void, I'll say, man. Uh, but it's interesting, though, man. It, they call it luxury levels of nutrition, man. This guy should be selling a fertilizer, man. I'm going to have to use that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, really what I thought was interesting, he talks about the calcium to magnesium ratio. We'll talk about this a lot in, in soil and in growing. A lot of people talk about calcium to magnesium ratio. I never fully understand, understood it, but it turns out that that ratio really talks about, or really uh 
determines how tight or loose your soil is. The more calcium a soil has, the more looser it's going to be. And then the more uh, magnesium, the more tighter and bound up it is. Man. More compact. And I mean, yeah. there, there, there's even examples of people saying if you have your calcium to magnesium ratio correct in right. your soil and a high cation exchange capacity, that you really don't have to worry about soil compaction as an issue like at all. Right. The soil naturally stays more like fluffy and airy. And allows more air into it to where the point you could like drive a tractor over it and it's not going to deal with any soil compaction at all. Yeah. How is that, man? I mean, it, it says right here, high calcium soil have more oxygen and drain more freely. So and support more aerobic breakdown, too, as to where uh, more magnesium has less oxygen and drains slower uh, and organic matter will barely break down in it, man. You know, kind of interesting, man. It says right here, uh, if you got more magnesium, uh, higher than calcium, it says you can actually produce alcohol or formaldehyde, man. It's kind of creepy. But if you get the calcium level too high, it says the, what's it say here? The soil may lose its beneficial granulation. So that's not, well, it'll just fall apart, I guess. Get too it, it, loose. Yeah, it just gets to the point that it just starts to fall apart and lo it loses that ability to not compact. Interesting, man. Interesting. All right. So let's figure out what we're learning so far, man. We learned about cation exchange capacity, right? Mm -hmm. and, and the proportion of those nutrients that you, that you need to set, you know, base saturation, I guess is what they call it, man. And that proportion, of course, whether they're positive or negative, it's certainly going to affect your pH. All right. So now we understand the nutrients. I guess what, what we've got to get into now is what the nutrients are bonding to. This is an exchange, right? So the nutrition is one part of it. You've got these positively charged nutrients nutrients. Now, what are they exchanging to? And I guess that's where you get into clay. Uh, clay is a super fine, almost like a silt or what I think they call it a colloid once it's something where it just won't even dissolve in water. Uh, but clay has super sm uh, small particles. So I think they were talking about uh, how clay, I think they were saying an ounce of something like vermiculite has enough surface area because of all the teeny tiny particles in it, uh, has enough surface area where it's, it's equivalent of like five acres, man. That's, that's ridiculous. It's freaking amazing, man. So that's what, if you're looking to adsorb something, if you're looking to coat the surface of something, think about the, you know, something, you know, and that that's where the, the surface is where you've got your exchange capacity, where you've got your, uh, you know, basically your receptacles. Yeah, that, that's pretty interesting that if you use something like uh, vermiculite, man, it's, just, it's like five acres or, you know, something even like, uh, what's it say? Some clays like vermiculite, okay, yeah, have almost five acres per ounce of surface area, man. And they talk about the uh, humus very similar as well. And it, you want to get into what humus is, man? What, like bro broken down organic material? Yeah, I mean, that's what we should, I think that's probably the last thing we should talk about because you can either bond this stuff to clay or you can, which is, you know, all over, you know, very naturally occurring in soil. Well, I mean, it, it's a balance between that soil texture. If you think about clay, clay is just generally really compacted sure. because of how small those particles are. Right. And it's really fine. It doesn't drain freely. Yep. So it's kind of getting the balance of having enough cation exchange capacity. Right. And then having the proper soil texture as well. Yeah, you know, I'm and thinking draining of, capacity. I'm thinking about clay. I'm from Florida, so I grow in sand. And I mean, sand, you can literally, without even a microscope, they said that some clay particles that you can't even really see with even a good microscope. Sand, so sand is an example of something with a really, really low cation Exchange yeah, I mean, look at the surface area of a grain of sand. It's probably like maybe an inch, you know. 
That's, it's kind of interesting, man. So if we're talking about soil organic matter, so let's get into humus. Humus can be exchanged. That, that's soil organic matter, or that's just it's, uh, basically broken down plant material, right? Yeah. So if or we're talking composted plant material, yeah. So if we're talking about that, I mean, and we're t- sometimes we'll talk about different kinds of peat and whatnot, and Canadian peat and Florida peat. Uh, I learned this from Doctor Albrecht, where he, they talk about uh, soil organic matter. It's not really all created equal. All right, man. So. I've been going on for a while, man. Let's try to put it all together, though, man. Let's try to figure out what, what we've learned so far, man. And what I know is alkaline soil nutrition, largely calcium, uh, magnesium, potassium, sodium, they're all positively charged cations. Uh, they're held on very weakly to negative charge sites uh, on clay and humus and soil organic matter. And the amount of humus and the amount and type of clay is going to determine the cation exchange capacity a soil has. Uh, uh, we know that already discussed that the ideal base saturation percentage of these nutrients, we talked about that 65% calcium, 15% magnesium ratio, that whole perfect ratio that Dr. Albrecht did. Uh, that's pretty cool, man. That, that's pretty interesting stuff. Uh, that's all Dr. William Albrecht from the perfect soil or the ideal soil. Really interesting stuff, man. So we talked a little bit about the effects that those ratios have on texture and pH and, and honestly, why they're not hard and fast rules. You have to adjust them whether you've got more clay or more sand in your soil, heavier, lighter soils. But the next step is to understand how the plants and the soil life get those nutrients from the exchange sites. We're going to get into the exchange part of the story. So we've got to trade a positive for a positive, right? We're trying trying to release... Or or trying to put enough uh, positive hydrogen ions near the soil adsorb site right so that it kind of like coaxes that that cation off unless it get replaced with hydrogen that is another type of cation okay and okay and so what you're talking about that's that's the car gets that hydrogen for this is where where carbonic acid is being made that's what i'm always learning about recharge the it's either the biology or even the root tips are able to do this right they make carbon dioxide which in solution in the water will bond with the water right and make carbonic acid which then is able to donate those free hydrogen ions and put enough of them around the 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 so the plant nutrient cation right to kind of coax it off of the the soil molecule and make it a free plant available cation for the plants. Brother, I think you just taught me something, man. Dude, I think I might understand this shit, man. It's soil, bro. <laughs> Funny part though, right? In most types of indoor gardening or hydroponics. This doesn't matter that much because they're just dumping nutrients right on. Well, there, right? because well, and the, and there's some some method to that madness. Okay, where everything when you're doing like hydroponics and cocoa or rock wool, both of those have pretty much a cation exchange capacity of zero. Rock wool has a little bit of one. Okay, uh, or rock wool doesn't have one. Cocoa and, has a little bit of one, and that's why you can leach those out real easy, right? That's why you can flush them out really easy because yep. they're not holding on to anything. Cocoa is a little bit different. Like we hear about buffered cocoa. Right. And basically what that's trying to do is the cation exchange capacity that cocoa does have. We're trying to get like naturally where just where it grows. It it has a lot of sodium on it. Right. Right. And way more sodium than we want. When they buffer, they put it in a nutrient solution to try and replace those sodium cations adsorbed to the cocoa with calcium and magnesium ions that Got are it. actually plain available. That's what buffered cocoa is. They're getting rid of some of that sodium 
and that's that's adsorbed to the cocoa, right? And replacing it with calcium or magnesium. And if you have a really good buffer cocoa, you don't really need to be using as much of a CalMag supplement as you would in an unbuffered one because that calcium and magnesium is already there, adsorbed to the cocoa. Got it. in that correct ratio, though. I'm I in, in the in the with with good cocoa, it'll be in the correct ratios. Oh, that's freaking cool, man. That's why it's so easy to well, use. Well, like, I guess in the correct ratios for the nutrients that you're using with the cocoa. Right. That's why when you buy a can of cocoa, can of A and B makes it so damn easy. That kind of crap, you know. Yeah, you're right, man. It's interesting stuff, man. Uh, anyway, I think I learned something about cat ion exchange capacity. I at least won't go around calling them cations anymore. <laughs> Guru, thanks, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you went to college, man. Always here to delve out some science for, <laughs> for the peeps, man. I went to college. I just learned how to communicate. Okay, I think I did learn about cation exchange capacity. Guru, thank you for uh, for teaching me, man, for sitting in and uh, and explaining a little bit of science, man. We did get in a little bit of chemistry today, huh? Just a little bit, yeah, just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, two dabs and a little bit of chemistry, man. I'm on, man. I'm on. Take it easy, all y'all. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. Take a little break That means we lighten up a dude It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the bells on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and natural medicine Go ahead and try something new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it all day long Get away.